All right, before we can start the show, you guys have got to give me a one-word reaction to the trailer for this long-awaited fourth installment into The Matrix. Samuel the Hutt, you go first. Um, I gotta say excited. I'm super excited. All right. <laughs> excited. I am too. Sam, uh, BB Nate, what do you think? Definitely shocked. Ooh, A lot of things. Interesting. Interesting. I didn't I didn't expect that answer. All right. <laughs> what about uh, you, Dad? I'm gonna say nostalgic. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's yeah. Fair. <laughs> yeah, I mean, absolutely. I'm, I'm super excited about this. I was a huge Matrix fan. I can't wait to talk it, watch, to talk about it again. Watching that trailer was like deja vu, uh, for me. Um, we're gonna talk about that and what if and seven samurai and all this other fun stuff coming up in just a second. This is Tatooine Sons. It's true. It's true. Is the name of the Porg and the Millennium Falcon. Force is strong in my family. What do you think his name is? <laughs> it's a big moment. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. Maybe Turbis? Do or do not. There is no try. Turbis? Pablo, if you're listening to this live stream, that Porg's name is now Turbis. It's a good Star Wars name. We're not done yet. These guys recorded an awesome podcast called Tatooine Sons. Everybody was you know yeah. not listening to your warning I warned you I you told you it was not a good movie I decided to watch the director's this cut This is the Ben Affleck Yeah this is Ben Affleck director's cut Daredevil I thought it was going to be good cuz I heard some people say the director's cut made it good What would you think about it It was absolutely terrible <laughs> <laughs> Yeah it it is absolutely terrible Welcome to Tatooine Sons a pop culture podcast again we are the only fan podcast to name a canon Star Wars creature and to be endorsed by Ryan Johnson. And uh, we believe that pop culture is the mythology of our generation, that there is a story. It is written on our souls and that these myths speak to that story. And that is why we are talking about what if zombies. That's it. That's the only <laughs> that's there wasn't even a question this week. Just uh, zombies. Yeah. Uh, the Matrix Resurrections and Akira Kurosawa and the Seven Samurai and all of the things, uh, lessons that these shows and movies can teach us. I am David. Hi, Dad. Uh, hi, hi. So we had someone say that uh, they gave us some feedback on the show, and they said uh -huh. the only thing they didn't like about last week's opening uh, was the fact that when um, you called me David, uh -huh. uh, you said, hi, David, because I was we were joking about right. the dad David thing I got mixed <laughs> up, uh -huh. that I didn't say um, whatever Stephen Strange says in the trailer to P uh, Peter Parker about names. Uh, what is it? I can't it's remember. Like, that feels weird, but I'll allow it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. He was like, you should have said that. that. I was like, yeah, I told him missed opportunity there. Um, yeah, I'm honored uh, to be joined every week by my two amazing sons, uh, Sam, uh, Samuel Lehut, the undead are running amok in the Marvel Cinematic Universe this week. Yeah. Well, uh, we'll be talking about how Peter Parker might just actually be the key to surviving the zombie apocalypse. And it's his movie knowledge, definitely. Definitely the movie yeah, knowledge. Absolutely. BB Nate, this is the second week in a row that you get to lead the big topic. Yeah, this is going to be no awesome. Pressure. It looks like we've had our first look at the new Oracle, but it's probably not the first time we've seen her. Oh, that's kind of, I'm getting deja vu. Yeah, definitely. And uh, uh, I'm excited for sure uh, to talk about that because I've been waiting basically your whole lives uh, for the chance to really talk about the Matrix uh, with you, too. Mm -hmm. So uh, this is going to be uh, really awesome. I'll be talking about Seven Samurai and its influence on Star Wars and really how the story of Seven Samurai is in theater, Everything. in films, uh, everywhere uh, with that. So uh, we're really excited about this episode. You can probably tell uh, we have got a lot to discuss. But before we jump in, I do want to ask all of you who are regular listeners to make sure that you stick around to the very end of the show. We've got something really important to ask you to do. For those of you that participated this last week, thank you so much. Your feedback has been invaluable. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about that as we go forward. We want to make this show as um, 
just a great of experience as possible. And so I'll give you a little bit more information about how you can help us do that at the end of the show. And if you participate, there's some Turbis uh, merch involved if uh, for somebody um, we'll, we'll explain. Uh, you don't want to miss that. So, all right, let's enough. I'm rambling. <laughs> BB Nate, go. Yes. And after waiting too long, we finally got a Matrix 4 trailer. And I just have to say, I need to rewatch two and three. Um, but before we do that, let's talk about things in this trailer that are really important. Have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight? Yeah, I can fly. I'm here to fight for truth and justice in the American way. The people in this room, which one is A, wearing a spangly outfit, and B, not a fuse? There's only one god, man, and I'm pretty sure he doesn't dress like that. Batman has no limits. One that like just follows the movies, it's Path of Neo. Okay. And it lets you like make all the decisions he makes, like red pill or blue pill, or if you actually listen to Morpheus' oh, instructions okay. in the office. So or it's not. kinda like Knights of the Old Republic, but, yeah. but in the What Matrix. was the other one though? I Enter did, the like, Matrix. That that one follows other characters and that could one, technically be canon. I so had that game. I played that it's game. It's a fun wow. game. The it controls is. are terrible, but right. it's a lot of fun. So okay, first we're just gonna get your, your thoughts and your ratings on the trailer on a scale of one to ten white rabbits. Sam? All right. Uh, white uh, rabbits. White rabbit. That was good. Um I'll give it a seven or eight. Um, they marketed the trailer really well before it came out. Um, and the trailer was good, too. It's got me hyped for it. Didn't give away too much. But yeah, I'd probably give it a seven or eight. Dad? I am, I'm going to go with a nine Ooh. out of ten. Uh, I typed this in replies on Twitter uh, <laughs> while I was on the airplane for... 14 <laughs> an hours day. an entire day yesterday uh probably a half dozen times this trailer needed to feel like the original matrix movie yeah while at the same time giving us things to question that feels very different and confirm mm. that two and three are still a thing well, because it, well, it did that. Yeah, as it well. did do that. It did. And contrary to, we'll <laughs> talk about that in a segment coming up in just a minute. But anyway, <laughs> let's go with some of the biggest moments we see. First, we see the black cat that deals in oh, the first movie yeah. and last movie with the whole first movie, Deja Vu, Glitch in the Matrix and everything. And actually, when we see the cat in the first movie, we hear a sound effect. And that same sound effect was used in the trailer. Was it like a... It was a meow. Jingle? Oh, meow. It was a meow. Oh, okay. And it's the exact same sound effect that they used in the trailer, huh. which is kind of fun. Um, which, of course, that means a lot because we also see it with Sati in Matrix 3. Which is Revolutions. Which is, is Revolutions. see the which cat? Is at the very end no. with Sati at the Whoa. very end. Yes. Very she w- the cat wakes up Sati as the entire Matrix is being rebooted. And she sits with the cat overlooking sort of the new sunrise golden no green tint version of i the don't Matrix. remember this movie yeah i don't all. either i um, do and i'm geeking <laughs> out I'm like, and so so also trinity is alive and we're going to talk oh, about yeah. a little bit more about trinity in another way going to the alice book we see with sati if we look at the page that it's on before it's actually closed the drawing is of the red queen leading alice away now if you recall the red queen is the name that trinity is given in the animatrix wow so, wow. which be, Sam, you have there seen are so that many connections going on, and we're only like two minutes. Yeah, into, we need like, to five, watch minutes in the rewatch all movies, including, including the Animatrix. Matrix, absolutely. Um, yeah. Also, we saw her in a pod waking up, and she had a buzz cut, some hair. I'll get into that a little bit later. Um, but let's get into the biggest surprises. So, the Neo and Young Morpheus scene was really really cool and there was a lot of things that happened in this scene in the scene young morpheus is wearing red unlike neil patrick patrick harris's character who is wearing blue that's yeah, right just the glasses yeah. absolutely the red and blue contrast there's a lot this, they're just owning it <laughs> in this version they, yeah. they there's so many points in the trailer with that um also the gold code which is the source that the architect talks about in matrix reloaded and revolutions is prevalent throughout the whole trailer um now i didn't know 
notice the yeah, gold coat. So if you look in the things like between like this Christmas and all that stuff, the gold coat is rising up. Okay. Uh, opposite the, the source code. Green, yeah, the source code. Okay. Um, which is really cool. And also, after Neo does his whole Hadouken on <laughs> young <laughs> Morpheus. What is that? It's, uh, it's Street Fighter. Street Fighter. Um, and blows okay. up the entire dojo. Which was cool. They linger on the scene for a little bit, and everything starts to glow gold. A little bit like the end of Matrix Revolutions does, yeah. when he's hooked up and connected to a Sentinel. Now, the whole trailer, ha- when you're in the Matrix, I kept waiting for the green No, tint. everything had a gold. It did. It's the reloaded Matrix from the end of this. This is this is a continuation of that it story. It, it definitely is. Without a reloaded? doubt. Yes. I thought the Matrix was destroyed at the end of that movie. I... <laughs> Wow, I'm so lost right now. I've seen the first movie plenty. So, of okay, times. so you guys should explain. Okay, we saw yeah. the 20th anniversary of the Matrix in theaters. So you and we've seen you guys have watched that many plenty times. of times, several times. Yeah, right? love it. So I remember the first time we watched those movies. You were out on some trip. We were in Monument. It was a and long time they were ago. playing it on. I think it was TNT or something. Yeah, like it was that. A, like a marathon of and all three. So we asked mom to ask you if you thought it'd be okay if we watched these movies because we were younger at the time and you weren't sure but it was tv edited so so you're like sure go ahead so we watched all three movies that day and that's the only time we've seen two and three and they were edited and they were with commercials so and you guys had the attention span of an eight and twelve although i do remember after the movies going around the downstairs playing around doing like cartwheels and stuff we're like shooting (laughs) guns at each other it was was a lot of fun but we have a lot of questions this this trailer gave us more questions than it did answers i don't think we got any answers from this trailer but how is neo alive i remember him dying yeah me too um there's a flash in the trailer where we see neo getting out of the pod but he also has a buzz cut and some hair now well, th- I'm gonna doesn't lo- this tie into just the way that they look in the pods in kind in of the matrix but in the, the first hair series? is very important okay so with <laughs> yes never hair has a haircut important. been so important if you look at the first matrix when everybody wakes up when people wake up from a pod They're they bald. are they are completely bald clean right. shaven because they've never had the ability to grow hair because they've just been born and grown up in a pod no way they have hair in this. That means that they've been reinserted into a pod. Whoa. So these are probably the bodies we see from the end of Matrix Revolutions. So the also Sentinels, we, the machines, yes. rescued Neo and Trinity, mm-hmm. who are both dead at the end of Matrix, at the, at the end of Revolu- uh, Resur- yes. Revolutions. Yes. I'm going to get all confused. <laughs> so uh, many R's. <laughs> I can't even remember my own children's names without getting them confused. I'm going to have a hard time on this. One. <laughs> so Revolutions. Yes. We know Neo is dead and we know Trinity mm-hmm. is dead. Apparently, the machines rescued their bodies and restored them. And there's actually a clip in... in the mate in the trailer where it looks like the machines are re- They're working on Neo and he has his burnt out eyes, which means that it's the same body from That's the it. end of revolutions. So they're getting reinserted. Sam's just over here which with is his awesome. eyes all, you know, I'm, I'm still completely confused, but I know enough now to hold my weight throughout. This like whole- you're talking about this stuff and it almost feels like you're giving me spoilers for the other two movies. That's how unfamiliar with them. I <laughs> yeah, am same here. Like, I was like, wait, was that like- happened. Um, but Right after we see Neo wake up from the pod, we also see a Zion-esque place that's destroyed. And if you recall in The Matrix Reloaded, the architect says they have destroyed Zion five times before. Maybe this is one of them. I cannot wait for those scenes. I do remember that one scene in in 2 where he's like, Neo had been there before. That scene was trippy. And that's the architect. Now, guys, you need to understand... I probably watched Matrix Reloaded, which is the second second one. one. Okay. Yeah. Matrix Reloaded on DVD 30 times. No. Between the release of that movie on DVD and Matrix Revolution. No way. I. People don't like Rate Matrix Two. Oh no! It's it's starting to be both Revolutions Reloaded are becoming cult classics, a lot like the prequels. Okay, Mm -hmm. people people have a problem with two, but I think the reason they have a problem with two is because of what happened in three. Yep, they felt very. It did not feel like the Matrix. I remember the buzz. I was on the message boards. I was Gosh. watching. I was all you about it. You went to what is the Matrix all the time, <laughs> all the time. Okay, 
the theories and everything because the architect stuff excited me. The mm-hmm. idea that made, that Neo had gone through this multiple times before yeah. and that Zion had been de- destroyed multiple times before. So when that pops up in the trailer that we got yesterday and it's like, this looks like they're watching this again. This looks like they're Zion. Uh, I'm, I was, uh, yeah, I was, I <laughs> You're was excited. So I'm sitting there Calm in down. the Colorado Springs airport watching this on my little iPhone with my headphones in and people around me are looking at me like I am out of my mind. Cause I'm like, Oh yes. Like that. I'm like, Oh, what is that? Oh, I'm doing this the whole time. And people are looking at me like, you're out of your mind. So, anyway. <laughs> but we don't call people crazy here. No, we don't. Uh, um, all righty. Well, so we had Kristoff. Uh, um, Jen- Jonathan Groff was in this trailer just for a little bit, though. And it was very strange. At the very end. At the end. Who's Kristoff? Like, let's go Christoph back. Kristoff from, from uh, Frozen. Frozen. Oh, you mean? Yeah. That's where I've seen him before. Yeah. And he says that he's break out into an '80s ballad, and he knows about the Matrix. So I'm wondering, do you think this could be a young architect, a lot like how we get a young Morpheus? I would like that That because I'm a big architect fan. I there is and the and the the actors look like it could be a young architect. There is a icon sculpture thing on the desk in the back corner. It looks like an M. So there was a lot of people speculating he could be the Merovingian, but he's not the Merovingian. The what? What? If you look, you guys don't know who the Merovingian no. is? I've never heard that word yes, in my you have. He's life. Like, he's one of the primary characters in Reloaded. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so disappointed and as I'm a like, father right now. Now <laughs> I am pumped to rewatch these movies because... That'll be my first time watching this. But basically. it also looks like a D. So I think that, that it, there's like, it's like a three dimensional Which it could be. He's got a medical license. Which it could it be. He could be a doctor. He could be a he's an therapist. MD. Like Mayo Project. We Harris. also get a, maybe a reference to Ducest Machina. Oh, I've heard heard of that, that term. Before. Which is apparently the name of the big machine at the end of Revolutions, the big face. <laughs> what did you just say? The, it's like do, doice, a Deuce Machina or something deuce like that? Machina or something. Yeah, that, deuce that, machina? That, like, that's it. That's apparently okay. the name the of the face. Of the machine, I think, is it's what apparently it means. the name of the face of the big face. The baby? No, baby it's thing? like a giant robot face oh. thing in the Matrix Revolutions. And so. It's very, very important. Um, yeah, so maybe he's a young architect. That'd be really I would cool. love for that to be the case. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That would be cool. <laughs> okay. Young Morpheus. Now, let's talk about this. Somebody made a really good point to the fact that maybe we, we it was confirmed today that he, the actor, I'm not going to try to pronounce his name without it being on paper because I just can't, um, that the actor said that he is playing Morpheus. So it's confirmed now. Okay. He tweeted out a picture of Morpheus um, on his Instagram. So, mm. yeah. It's okay. Basically confirmed now. And people are wondering if, like, how every... Tweeted gen- out on his Instagram. That was the oldest... That was the, <laughs> I didn't even... That was I didn't even the register most, that. The most dad moment of this entire episode is At when I said... didn't put the in front of anything. He tweeted out on Instagram, <laughs> and it... It shared to the Facebook. There we go. All right. So there's a theory that like how there is a new one born every generation. There may be a new Morpheus born. The one. The The one. There was just one. one. No, there's a there's a one every generation. I thought it was just Neo. No, he is, but he's reborn every generation. Yes, exactly. So there's wondering if since there there is no one without Morpheus, that's pretty much fact if you watch the movies there couldn't be a one without morpheus <laughs> i don't know if i agree with that i think that that's one of those fan concepts that has entered into consciousness over the last you know 17 18 years since that last movie and become generally accepted while the movies themselves well if you think about it i mean morpheus is the one that showed the way to neo and it looks like that's how it's going to be in this movie as well. So there maybe is a way for Morpheus to be the one that shows the one the way. Okay. I'm, so that people think we'll it's see. it's of the reborn Morpheus, okay. which would make sense. Um, now I'm going to Sati. Um, ah, the is- the lady at the restaurant coffee place is what it looks like. Starbucks. Um, <laughs> no, they don't have Starbucks there. <laughs> well, they this have is- they. 
they have a restaurant that is in San Francisco that makes an appearance. So this place is okay. a real place. That's so cool. that's that's a big deal. Um, but we see this lady with Alice in Wonderland just close the book and look at Neo. She's also wearing red glasses. So that's very important as well. Again, nothing is coincidence in the Matrix movies. Oh, no. If Neil Patrick Harris is feeding blue pills to Neo, to Thomas Anderson, to keep Thomas Anderson from waking up to the Matrix, which is really what the blue pill is all about, mm-hmm. right? He's just he's just drugging him into submission. Anyway, um, at the same time, you see, he's wearing blue glasses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you've got this Oracle-like character. Yes. With red glasses and an looking through the looking glass book, she is on the opposite side of this in a big way. She's the oracle. There is no doubt in my mind. The oracle mentored Satie, and Satie is a computer program, not a real person put into the Matrix. Which the Oracle was a computer program. Exactly. So this is most likely the new Oracle. The thing is, is people are wondering, we never have seen the ability for computer programs to age. But, I mean... I mean, we haven't seen that with the Oracle either, but it's a computer program. I mean, there's a lot to the Matrix we don't know. Hmm? Everything is different in this Matrix. Definitely. What happened at the end of Revolutions Mm -hmm. was not just a reboot, which is sort of what we see when that the architect talking about Zion's been destroyed five times. Uh, there's been many different Neos, all of that kind of stuff. The boys are like <laughs> freaking out because they've not seen me geek out about a story. No, like this. we don't know what you're talking about. Okay. So, so, so for all of you listening right now that love the matrix, you know exactly what I'm talking about, but it kept coming back to the same version of the matrix, the green tint, same 90s. deal, the nineties, the machines were in control, all of this. There is a truce that is, is initiated at the end of revolutions with a re a, a completely resetting of the matrix and it comes out golden which is what we're in here right now everything is different so the machines are going to be different the yes. programs are going to be different that's what it seems like in yes. this and the, and she's aged at this point plus she was born out of love, there's something different about her mm-hmm. in the first place sati is one of the best parts of two and three of the matrix and i I please let her be this version, this character, and may she be the Oracle. I'm begging you, change it if it's not the case. So, all right. Um, And and another little fun tidbit. (laughs) Sam is just staring at me. (laughs) There's another little fun tidbit that is interesting. The song that they chose for this trailer is actually called white rabbit and the whole song oh, yeah. is about alice in wonderland so it's very important and it's insane i yeah. do think that with everything going on she's most likely the oracle and something that hasn't been mentioned in a lot of places is that there are all these people who suddenly have green eyes green eyes, like the the matrix in their yeah eyes. the matrix in their what eyes we see them chasing neo it's like it's like a couple flashes very difficult to see because but they, you didn't do like me on the airplane yesterday and have it up on your computer and literally click frame by frame oh yeah i did the same frame by frame through yeah, this entire i watched trailer. it in the morning and then showered and went to school and i haven't had time to watch oh. it. Yeah, i've watched it many times um but yeah i i'm wondering who these people with the green eyes are they're they okay so you see all those people on like their phones and stuff right mm. or tablets or whatever what if like there was like some code or something that popped up on their phone that like turned them bad and they had to go like oh, chase wow. neo or something yeah kind of like agents but in a different so way. Do right you, do you remember the 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 superior or the powered up agent from matrix 2 yep He's in this movie. Mm-hmm. He was the one agent shown in the trailer. Um, same actor, everything. So we're going to have a super-powered agent back, which is really cool. Um, but yeah, I, I just think... remembered. I just remembered Smith. <laughs> Smith is that? not going to be in this I movie. I know. It's just kind of disappointing. Hugo Weaving said he's not going to be in this movie. Dang. Um, but yeah, I think... I think that's about it. While I'm absolutely pumped for this movie, I'm not sure if I, don't I think can Dad's think excited at any, all. say any more. But after the trailer, are you guys going to take the red pill or the blue pill? I need, I need, 
I need to rewatch the movies. That's all I can say. <laughs> Same here. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm totally taking the red pill. I've already taken it. Like, like you know the scene in the trailer where there's the sink full of blue pills. That's you. They you, were all red for me, and I was scooping them up like some push. You know, like candy. Like a complete addict, man. I was just like, just give them to me, baby. All right. I don't think I've seen you this. I geeked out on anything except for I Star Wars. I forgot how much I loved this trilogy, or this first two specifically, uh-huh. until watching that trailer. I yesterday. think if we go into three, when we rewatch it with an open mind, I think and we'll enjoy a, lot, this a coming. lot more. I Absolutely. think we will. Mm-hmm. But, Absolutely, yeah. yeah. It's going to be a ton of fun. Um, awesome. All right, we should probably move on. We're way behind. Did you have more? <laughs> Did you have more? I, no, I have an intro for the segment. No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. Last week, uh, we introduced a new, a new segment called "Bad News," uh, where we discussed three of the most insane headlines um, from articles that fandom released in the past week, and why we think they're nothing more than clickbait. We are, uh, we're gonna do it again this week because honestly, the clickbait just keeps on coming. Achuta, Star Wars, Marvel, DC, and you got one. What is, what is it? Minecraft. Okay. Fans. Cool. They do have Minecraft. They do. Stuff. Oh, yeah. good. Um, we've got a very exciting announcement for you. That's right. Yeah. We are now partnering uh, with Design by Humans. Design by Humans is an amazing collection of artists and creatives who want to offer the best of the best in apparel and accessories for all the geeks and the nerds out there <laughs> like you guys. Yeah, they're awesome. They offer some of the coolest officially licensed Star Wars, Marvel, and DC shirts, mugs, hats, and more. It's really cool. Yeah. So basically, I mean, if you see an awesome Star Wars or DC or Marvel shirt and wonder where you can get it, you can probably get it at Designed by Humans. And because I know you're wondering, yes, they do have Morris shirts. Uh, you know, that like chicken yeah, thing yeah, we were talking yeah. about, the thing you didn't know what it was when you added it to the store. They do. Yeah, they absolutely. Have that. I saw it. Yeah, um, it's awesome. But they've also got more Shang-Chi stuff. They've got What If, The Mandalorian, Batman, and tons of other cool stuff. But the best part is when you purchase using the link at catchmeansons.com, 100% of our proceeds from your purchase are used to provide food, medicine, education, and more to a child who desperately needs it. Yeah. So, again, if you are looking for any officially licensed shirts or items from all of your favorite fandoms, please check out all of the items that are available at the link on TatooineSons.com. Well, you want the bad news or the really bad news? All right, Sam, you got the first headline. Let's yeah, do it. This one's a this one's a doozy. The Matrix Resurrection synopsis seemingly erases Reloaded and Revolutions from canon. Oh, this is appropriate. Uh-huh. Uh, right. This headline comes from MovieWeb.com, but we could have sourced it from about a half a dozen other news sites uh, saying the exact same thing. It's being widely reported, but as of this recording, we cannot find it anywhere else. But uh, here's what the official... Let me, let me clar- qual- clarify what that yeah. means. Literally, I found a dozen websites that are all using this quote that Sam is about to read, mm-hmm. but not sourcing it anywhere. They're just saying it's from the official synopsis. Okay. So this is what the official air quote synopsis is, um, according to these sites. The Matrix Resurrections is a continuation of the story established in the first Matrix film. It reunites Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss as cinematic cinematic icons Neo and Trinity in an expansion of their story that ventures back into the Matrix and even, de- even deeper down the rabbit hole. A mind-bending new adventure with action and epic scale, it's set in a familiar yet even more provocative world where reality is more subjective than ever and all that's required to see the truth is to free your mind. Uh, 20 years after the first film, the franchise that helped define pop culture at the turn of the century is back for a continuation and extension of the original movie. The Matrix remains in the... Zeitgeist. Zeitgeist (laughs) as a film and has changed the way we look at cinema and reality itself. With its game-changing action and visual effects, The Matrix helped pave the way for films to follow. All right, the key words in that are they keep saying the original Matrix movie, the first Matrix, a continuation from the first one Yeah. um, with that. Also, what is Zeitgeist? Zeitgeist, Zeitgeist, I can't remember. Okay, anyway. It's something... um, so then we went Let's to... Define it. Hold on. Okay. Uh, the divining spirit or mood of a particular period of history is shown by the ideas and beliefs of the time. This story captured Kinda the like... zeitgeist of the late 1960s. Yeah, okay. Sense. Okay. Okay. Um, so then we went to whatisthematrix.com. Which and... is an important website. It's the official website for the movie. Uh-huh. Um, and the official trailer post on YouTube by Warner Brothers. Here's what it said. 
Uh, from visionary filmmaker Lena Wachowski. Wachowski, yeah, Wachowski, Wachowski, whatever. Um, the Matrix Resurrections, the long-awaited fourth film in the groundbreaking franchise that redefined a genre. The new film reunites original stars Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss in the iconic roles they made famous, Neo and Trinity. And then it goes on to list other actors and production. Does it even mention anything about of continuing the movie. any films. Yeah. And if you just listened to the previous segment, the connections to two and three are pretty obvious. Yeah. All right. So clickbait level? A 10. All Easy. Right. No 10. question. All right. Here's my headline. Lucasfilm reportedly developed a new Ben Solo Star Wars trilogy. Uh, the headline is from our friends over. We talked about them last week. Inside the magic.com. Um, it's about 500 words of a recap about everything that happened in the sequel trilogy uh, before dropping this single sentence related to the headline. Uh, here's the sentence. This leads us to a puzzling but potentially very exciting for Ben Solo fans report that a post Rise of Skywalker trilogy driving starring driver as Solo is in the works. That's it. What are their sources? Uh, it, it does link to an article on LRMonline.com, which references rumors reported uh, on the Den of Nerds YouTube channel. Uh, Den of Nerds sort of leans the way a lot of Star Wars YouTube does, um, meaning it tends to be pretty negative about the sequels. The problem that I have with this isn't really the rumor itself, though I'm not all sure that it's all that credible. Um, with it. it's it's that inside the magic.com is posting another headline that is designed to get clicks instead of reporting anything credible. Um, it's a post for post's sake with a headline going for nothing but clicks and one sentence with a link buried down in the bottom. Uh, in order to make sure that they get good SEO right uh, from it, that's all that it is. So I'm going to put this at a clickbait level of um, I'm going to go nine. Ooh. Nine. Oh wow! It's pretty high. Yeah, because I don't think this series is is real. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so this next one is from our good friends that we got this covered. Oh yes, Henry Cavill will t- reportedly show up at the end of Black Adam. So okay. this one is linking to a rumor by the website geekosity.com. The rumor is built off a leak by the website dating back to April of this year and then claims to be validated by this quote by Black Adam producer Hiram Garcia. And the quote is, we certainly know the fans want it. All I can say is that we're always listening to the fans and doing what we can. While this would be amazing, it's only a wish and hasn't been confirmed. It's hearsay is best. Do I want it? Yes. Am I willing to believe it? Not quite yet. I give this one a five. Because, gonna, okay, five. That's not too bad. It, it, yeah, it's not. It's reasonable. Yeah, it has a reasonable kind of rumor as still pretty clickbait. Yes, though. it is pretty clickbait. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, Samuel the Hutt, let's talk some what if. Yeah. yeah um, if you thought this week's episode was going to be boring, you'd be dead wrong. Um, there were was plenty of typical zombie antics, but with some great life lessons from our friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. And uh, everything came to a climactic head at the end of the episode. What nothing? Nothing for the Scott that's, Lang thing. That's terrible. <laughs> Come on, no, that was that was good. one of the weirdest parts of this episode. <laughs> You're your god. There are older and fouler things than orcs in the deep places of the world. All right, then keep your secrets. Well, I think he did. Yeah. I think, you and know, he was as bad as, uh, like, not only did he become a dad joke, thank you, Sam, but he was like he dropping them. Yeah, yeah it was really good. It was so, impressive. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, first off, rating on a scale of one to ten, super zombies. Super zombies. Oh wow. Okay. That's my rating. Pretty good. That was good. You should go audition for Walking that, Dead. That was good. It's um, over. It's almost over. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna give it like. Ah, uh, six. I yeah. thought it was fun. It was. It, we're not into zombies, so you know it's just not been our thing. We're not I, walking. I dead expected fans more from Robert Kirkman. I'll explain. Explain. So give Robert, your rating Robert, and then explain. So uh, yeah, six. Definitely after the high of Doctor Strange yeah. too. That kind of tainted it because I saw 
how fantastic this series can be. But yeah, Robert Kirkman did the Marvel Zombies storyline, and I'm sure that that comic is absolutely fantastic. I've heard it's great, and I've heard that they've left out a lot of things, and it's practically not even the same. No, it's not the same story at all. So it just it's just Marvel Zombies is what they were saying. But yeah, so who's Robert Kirkman other than the he, fact that he did this? He did this, and he did Invincible, okay. and he did The Walking Dead. So he he knows his stuff. So he's a zombie guy. Yeah, he's done zombies. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyway. Well, well um, so this episode kind of picks off up at the beginning of Infinity War with Bruce crashing to Earth to warn everyone of Thanos' imminent invasion. But in this story, he arrives to a very empty New York. So it's COVID um, version of New York. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, lockdown version. Uh-huh. Right. Um, well, I mean, it was empty aside from the children of Thanos just sitting there on, on Bleecker Street. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they're just like, you know, they're, 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 they've got... The speech for like one person. <laughs> Squidward's sitting there like talking about it, and it's just Bruce. Um, Banner, then he, you know, he tries to coke, uh, coax Hulk uh, to come out, but he's not having it. Um, and then all of a sudden, the Avengers show up and they kick butt, but not long after, we see them chowing down on Squidward and his friend. Um, and then it turns Yummy. out that the Avengers and most of the East Coast have been turned into zombies. Yeah. Um, what were you guys thinking at this point of the episode? And uh, Nate, did you like zombie Doctor Strange? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was disappointed we didn't get more Doctor... I would have loved more zombie Doctor Strange, but it was like only in the beginning part we got him. But I don't know. I mean, I was expecting it definitely after seeing the clip the day before. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So that was it wasn't surprising. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's cool to see all of this. It was interesting. I, I was thinking... At this point, where do we go from here? You know, mm-hmm. I mean, that and and they did some fun things. I they know we're going to talk about it. Was that. a good episode. It, it was. It was a good episode. But at, in the end, you know, it was. It was. It felt somewhat disconnected from the rest of the stories. I'm hoping I'm wrong. Yeah. So because because what was happening in the previous two episodes, it was feeling like they were building towards something. Right. And this one, I feel like this one did. Okay. Well, end, you can explain. But yeah, a little okay. bit later. So. Um. Yeah, and so then later on, um, you know, more zombie stuff. The 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 gang is traveling to Camp uh, Lehigh to find a cure, right? And Bucky ends up having to confront an undead Captain America, um, and they battle it out. But eventually, Bucky um, bisects Steve with the shield. Yeah. yeah, I mean, this is this is all happening before the events of Falcon and Winter Soldier, right? Mm-hmm. So Bucky still hasn't hasn't really had any therapy or time to <laughs> deal with anything at this point, you know. We see um, Steve or uh, Sam, Sam Wilson. He was zombified too, and he got also bisected actually, just in the other direction. Um, and Bucky was fine with it because they hadn't had that chance to grow. But what do you guys, how do you think he's going to take, you know, this, especially with, you know, Steve being killed at his own hands? I didn't get the feeling he cared. Yeah, I mean, neither. It was, it was, it felt out of character for, for yeah. Bucky. It felt like, you know, Bucky wasn't connected to cap remember this is the this is the bucky that even as winter soldier there's enough of a connection between him and captain america that he saves steve rogers life right at the end of of of, uh the winter soldier Mm. movie so at this point there's this the relationship has been restored uh the friendship is there we've seen that in civil war Mm -hmm. all of this and now all of a sudden he sees cap he sees steve rogers as a zombie he's like all right that's cool i'm gonna kill him i'm gonna kill everybody Right, yeah, no I mean, that was kind of, that's kind of my one gripe with this entire episode is they were entirely too chill with killing the I Avengers. think the only reason that they were so chill is because technically they're already dead. So that not, may be. Though. They were just infected yeah, with the virus. It's weird. So <laughs> I will say this, though. If, if you two were technically dead, <laughs> but zombified, mm-hmm. I would be devastated by that. Yeah, that so alone. So then you guys, sh- I, you show up as zombies. I'm devastated, and now I'm going to kill you, and it's no big deal. Yeah, right. It doesn't. It doesn't work that it, way. Yeah, it didn't. It, it felt like that didn't didn't fit. Right. There needed to be more emotional response from the. Characters. I think the only emotional response we, the only character we got that emotional response from, was Peter. Peter and um, and Hope and Hope a little bit. Yeah. Shoot, and Sharon when she had to kill uh, Happy. Yeah, but that, that was like the only things like it wasn't a very common place. Um, but anyway, uh, 
so then like last episode we kind of saw how obsession can kind of take a dark turn mm-hmm. and corrupt even the seemingly um incorruptible uh, at the climax of this week's episode we learned that um vision has actually ended up turning bad he did in fact find a cure yeah. you know he cured scott lang right um but vision didn't keep his head about him for long um, oh. We learn he's been It's like uh, deja vu isn't it We heard that joke just a minute ago uh, we, we learn he's been feeding people to Wanda To keep her alive because she's been zombified As he can't cure her Because she's too powerful Wow! Uh, did either of you guys notice the mirrors here With WandaVision? Yeah they both have the same Ideals I mean Wanda kept Vision alive If it was just kind of a dream Version mm-hmm. and was Feeding into her obsession with Keeping everything as unrealistic as possible and i mean same here i mean there's no reason for him to be caring about wanda so much she's already basically gone and he can't cure her so he even said he knew it was wrong but he couldn't stop himself. yeah exactly in wandavision though we've got to remember that wanda went to get the the body of vision mm-hmm. and reanimated it yeah basically it's making vision a zombie undead, yeah the undead in wandavision and now we have vision trying to continue to feed and keep alive an undead version of wanda mm-hmm. there's a lot of connections there that i thought that is kind of a cool little yeah nod. i like the the mirror there yeah. um and then another kind of obsession but it, it wasn't necessarily a bad thing is uh, it was hope she had an obsession to find her mother again, right? That mm. was the whole quantum realm thing. That's what ultimately started this episode. Her mother contracted some quantum virus. And, and, she that's went, and this is the Ant-Man and Wasp story. Right. Yeah. Um, and so that ended up causing the events of this episode. So her obsession necessarily wasn't a bad thing, but it did. It, it was an, an element in this episode. Um, but this is the second episode where hope has mm. kind of been the main reasoning for the events of the episode. You know, we had the one where all the Avengers died funny enough um and then in this one where she tries to find her mom and causes the outbreak anyway do you think there could be something to that why are they bringing hope in so much i think they just want to make her seem like an actually important character because we haven't really had her as a main character in any movie yet but she is a very important character in all of marvel so i think they're just trying to make her more prevalent Mm -hmm. i think that's really the main yeah we got her in ant-man and wasp and then like one we got her in a couple little scenes in well yeah and then a couple little scenes in endgame um, that's it but that's about it she was but in in like you said last week or a couple weeks ago she was a major character in the avengers right do you remember the avengers animated movie that we had on dvd young avengers oh no not young avengers the yeah avengers. oh man that one's a throwback her and, and 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 scott uh are, are cr- critical part of the avengers oh in that, okay uh with it oh i need to find that thing again i think that they're trying to to build a relationship between fans and Wasp and mm-hmm. uh, and Hope in the you know as they as they get ready to go to Ant Man and Wasp mm-hmm. Quantumania. Yeah. I think they're trying to do that. So mm-hmm. um and then the star of the show, in my opinion, was easily Peter Parker. Of course. Uh Somehow throughout the horrible events of the episode and him losing just about everyone close to him, he remained a source of optimism and hope to everyone around him, making zombie survival tutorial videos and uh, just generally cheering everyone up. Uh, there was that, especially that one scene where like hope she had gotten bit by a zombie Sharon Carter and she was like, how do you stay so upbeat? And Peter said, practice, I guess. My mom, dad, Uncle Ben, which was the first mention of Uncle Ben in the MCU, mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of a big deal. Um, <laughs> Mr. Stark, I've lost a lot, but my Aunt May says, if we don't keep smiling when they can't, then we might as well be gone, too. Mm. Um, what were your guys' thoughts, just in general, on Peter Parker in this episode? I, it, it was perfect. I'm disappointed. It was, I don't think it was Tom Holland. It wasn't, but it was was a good voice. He sounded a lot like Mm -hmm. the MCU one, but I, I, I thought it was fun. It felt weird. Here's the, here's where it felt weird. I love the idea of Peter Parker making tutorial videos, right? That goes back to homecoming. Right. That goes back to civil war. Mm -hmm. Right. Which is this, this universe's take on him being a photographer. Exactly. I like that. It was fun. Mm Mm-hmm. It again felt out of place. Tony Stark is a zombie in this in this opening, right? The 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 father it it 
it's one thing to have hope. Mm. It's another thing to make funny tutorial videos where Happy's wearing um, a funny t-shirt. <laughs> that was a funny t-shirt. <laughs> um, I need, we, is that on our T Public store or whatever? No, or t- not T Public? Our uh, no, designed by humans? No, oh. it's not. Um, but it, that part felt. I love what they say about hope. I love the conversation between hope and and mm. and Peter. I love all of that. I just felt like there was a disconnect with the the funny videos okay. at this point. This whole we don't know how long these people have been zombified. Okay, we have no idea. Yeah, we don't know how long after. Ant-Man and Wasp is Infinity War. Actually, I think that they even referenced it was two weeks uh, between the end of um, uh, when all of this had happened. So it hadn't been long, guys. Yeah, that's not very long. It feels off. Maybe I'm wrong. And if I'm wrong, you guys listening can point that out. Maybe it's like he's in denial or something. But, um, Dad, you, you, you like this concept of hope, though. Why is that the case? And and are there any sort of, like, real-world connections you can think of to having hope for others? Yeah, I think that there's there. Well, uh, what Peter's Peter's idea with hope is that it what it's what drives you forward, mm. right? If you don't have hope, then this is why we have such a problem. I think personally, with you know, with depression and and things like that, because people their lives fall apart, relationships fall apart, people die, uh, financial things um, become overwhelming. Uh, we live in a, the most connected society in the world or, or in history, excuse me, the most connected society in history. Um, that is the most lonely, uh, society mm-hmm. in history. And all of that keeps people, uh, it just becomes overwhelming. And so they, this depression starts to, to take over. And the idea of hope is that there's a purpose that, you know, that there is something good that's coming, you know, for, for the Christian, uh, in the Christian t- tradition, that hope is no matter how bad things get in this world on the other side, um, there is, a glorious existence um, with, you know, eternal life and um, no more tears. You know, when you read the end of the uh, the Bible, it's talking about there's no more tears, there's no more crying, there's no more darkness, there's no more death, there's no more pain. So as Christians, we have hope. And so we should, we, we have something to look forward to, which keeps us driving forward. Peter Parker in this, he does that similarly uh, with this. He's, he's got hope that they can overcome this mm-hmm. and that they can continue to move on. But I think that that hope is is a little, um, honestly, it's not hope. It's 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 you know optimism that that doesn't have a purpose, and so mm-hmm. it's it works out in the storyline. But I think that the that hope, like the, the Christian tradition, is much more powerful. Mm-hmm. So anyway, yeah. and then in the final seconds of the episode, we see a zombified Mad Titan. With five of the six Infinity Stones already, because nobody's been around to stop him at this point. Um, now that Thanos is undead, how do you think this could alter his uh, his grand plan? I'm not sure if it can alter it. I mean, he has nothing to lose now. I mean, he can't lose his life, really. Uh, he's kind of already dead, so... Eliminating half of all life results in him eliminating half of his food source going forward. It's a good point. And as a zombie, you're not thinking about anything other than food, from my understanding. That's yeah, the way zombies are. I'm pretty sure it's the like, brain. I want to eat other people. Yeah. That is the zombie way, right? <laughs> okay. This is the way. This is the way. All right. So now I do think it alters his plan. What I do also think that is is pretty interesting here is the way that everything ended up with the uh, – it's the Mind Stone. Mind Stone, yep, the last one. The, the mind stone vision's taken it off. It's gone. It's open. It's free. It's ready to go. Which watching that, I'm sitting there thinking, if it was that easy, why didn't it happen that way in Infinity War? Because they didn't want to kill him. Anyway, yeah, yeah, it that, did. Yeah. That killed him. It did kill him. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, this episode, this week's episode was uh, lively to say the least. Um, and while it was full of typical zombie movie fun, there was still some good messages beneath the skin. Uh, be sure to keep watching to see what happens with zombie Thanos. Yeah, absolutely. All right, BB Nate, you're going to have some yes. movie minutes. What are we talking of about in, in, in movie moments? Um, well, we're going to be talking about some new releases. Um, there isn't many. There's just a couple. Um, and then, and then of course, you know, Shang-Chi, Shang-Chi and uh, Venom. I can't get Shang-Chi right. <laughs> uh-huh. 
All right, BB Nate, it is that part of the show where we talk about ratings and reviews. Yes, it is. We have a great review this week, and I cannot wait to share it. Awesome. Uh, before you do that, though, real quick, explain to our amazing, uh, awesome listeners why ratings and reviews <laughs> are so important. Well, last week I mentioned it helps build the show's credibility, but another reason is that reviews help us put together a show that people want to listen to. While we always love to have five-star ratings and positive reviews, we also appreciate reviews that give us new ideas we can use to make the show even better exactly and even the positive reviews tell us what you like about the show so we take your feedback very seriously that is true uh very true and bb nate we do we have a review this we week. do yeah. that's right that's and it's from lucas pinkard one hey, of lucas. the hosts of the reverend and the reprobate podcast nice. lucas wrote this is one of my favorite podcasts in all of nerddom dave sam and nate are incredibly insightful in their commentary their worldview analysis of pop culture is enlightening and their chemistry air on air chemistry is great the podcast is edifying to listen to with the family or on your own cannot recommend it highly enough wow they don't get much better than that um when i read that it tells me that we're hitting some of the big targets that we shoot for uh like trying to be something more than just a recap of what happens in these films and tv shows we want to offer something that you can't get on other podcasts and i love it when lucas says it's something people can listen to with their families it's always been really important to us so thanks lucas yeah big thank you uh make sure you check out the reverend and the reprobate show you'll definitely enjoy it and then please give us a rating and a review on podchaser.com slash tatooine sons yeah and remember you can rate and review more than just the show uh you can also review individual episodes so if you've already given us a review before on podchaser you can do it again on this episode and as always if you Give us a review. We'll make a donation in your honor to one child to help provide food, medicine, education, and more to a child who really needs it. Yeah, awesome. So please uh, head on over to podchaser.com slash Tatooine Sons and review the show. But I was going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. So this week, uh, there are only two movies coming out. Um, uh, We might go see one, but... No. Probably not. Um, Probably not. So the first one is Malignant. Did I get that right? You did. I did. It's like a uh, malignant tumor? Correct. Yes. Okay. Um, it's rated R for strong horror, violence, gruesome images, and for language. Oh, so pass. Yeah, it's a scary movie. Um, and the, the, the log line synopsis thing is Madison is paralyzed by shocking visions of grisly murders, and her torment worsens as she discovers that these waking dreams are, in fact, terrifying realities. Nope. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah, no, I'm no, good. I'm I think I'll pass, pass. On uh, that This one. is by James Wan, and he's actually doing, he did Aquaman. Okay. He's going to be doing Aquaman 2. So. Aquaman and the ki- uh, Lost Kingdom? Lost Kingdom, yes. Right. Interesting. So, okay. Yeah. What's the other uh, one? That wasn't the one you thought we might go <laughs> no, to? No, no. What? Okay. All right. Definitely not. All right. Um, the next one is Show Me the Father, rated PG for thematic material. What does that even mean? Um, <laughs> it means that it's talking about things that parents may want to have conversations with their children about. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. Um, the log line is featuring, features captivating stories interwoven with inspirational truths about the fatherhood of God. It's a documentary. It's a documentary. It's by the the Kendrick Kendrick brothers. brothers. Yeah, yeah. They they've done a couple other movies. No, they did Courageous and War. They Road. did. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. But this is a documentary, mm-hmm. and it's got some great people in it. Um, but anyway, yeah, yeah. Problem. So on to the movie yeah, news. Let's move on. Um, <laughs> Shang-Chi has destroyed the Labor Day box office records um, with Halloween 2007 was original was the last holder of the record for Labor Day box office okay. releases with 30 million. This one smashed it with about 140, um, which is big. Wow. Um, I but, think that your numbers may be off. I think you may that? be looking 30 million domestic and then you're comparing it to. The oh, worldwide. yes, it was. It was 70 million. Um, um, domestic, yeah, 140 right, yeah. worldwide. Um, but the worldwide standing right now, as of today, before we get the box office numbers, of course, for the at weekend. the end of the day for the weekend, um, is 162 million worldwide. Wow. Dang. Pretty big. Um, 92 critics, 92% critics on Rotten Tomatoes. That's really it's good. It's fallen just a little bit, but 98% on audience. <laughs> is that the really highest good. Rotten Tomatoes score for any uh, MCU movie I'm so sure. far? You no, know, it is. It I'm is. pretty sure. I'm like almost certain. It nice. Is. That's insane. It is insane. Right. Um, and Venom: Let There Be Carnage release date has been moved 
up to October 1st. Mm. The uh, runtime is being reported as an hour and a half, which that's short. short. I'm not sure if that's going to be true. And you can actually get your tickets now. Um, they're available. And you can get it in and see them only in theaters. Um, won't be going same day to streaming on any platform, including Disney+. Plus. All right. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Okay, so Sam, uh, Seven Samurai. Yeah, it's considered by many experts um, on filmmaking to be one of the greatest movies ever made. Hmm. And uh, its influence on Star Wars can't be understated. It is about a group of sword wielders. Sword? Sword. I can't. Sword? Sword wielders. Sword wielders. It's part of sword wielders. It's like the dude from uh, uh, Princess Bride. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Coming to the rescue of everyday people being oppressed by the worst among us, like my children. Uh, you may only think that you've never seen this movie, but I'm willing to bet that everyone listening to this podcast already knows this story very well. Pokey religions and ancient weapons are no match for a good blaster at your side, kid. Rebellions are built on hope. Force is with me, and I am with the Force. If you live long enough, you see the same eyes in different people. It's this town that's like being like yeah. abused by outlaws. Rango. Rango. And, and this and lizard then, finds his way to it and he protects the town. Yeah, he becomes like a gunslinger. Sounds like the seven samurai to me. <laughs> All right. Um, let's do this before we get into talking about seven samurai and all these other connections uh, in Star Wars and outside of Star Wars. Um, we haven't watched uh, Seven Samurai. Yet. I have not. No. Uh, uh, primary reason is is long. It it's is two hundred and seventeen minutes. Three That's, and at that point, hours. I would just watch uh, Lord of the Rings. Exactly. So, <laughs> yeah. Nate, you tried to watch yeah, it this week. I, this I was flying. Sam was in school, and so I was sick. Um, and I was trying to find something to fill the time with, and I knew we were talking about this this week. And I was tired and everything. I was doped up on medicine. I was all <laughs> over the place. So I started and I'm 45 minutes in and I cannot pay attention to it. Like my, uh, my attention okay. span is on at like a zero yeah. at that point. So I just decided, okay, I'll try to find another time. To yeah. And it. I was out of town all weekend or all week, uh, even longer than I expected because of the travel problems. <laughs> um, and so that kept me from doing it. Sam, even doing school. So yep. we have not watched this yet, but here is a summary of the plot. I can pretty much give you the summary. Well, I'll give it to you real quick. A samurai answers a village's request for protection after he falls on hard times. The town needs protection from bandits. So the samurai gathers six others to help him teach the people how to defend themselves. And the villagers provide the soldiers with food. A giant battle occurs when 40 bandits attack the village. Um, yeah. Meanwhile, um, a young samurai falls in love with a beautiful villager. So does this uh, sound familiar to either of you two? Just a little nah, bit. No? I don't know. I've never heard You've of never this heard? kind of concept. No. It seems no? to be like half the movies that we love uh, or storylines. It's like <laughs> Is a, that or Arthurian legend. Like yeah. it's just either one of these storylines. Um, is there, a, is there a recent, um, story that that from from star wars that seems to like be stolen straight from the script uh, yeah definitely yeah. mandalorian season one chapter four yeah, the fourth like, episode with like the sanctuary yeah the sanctuary the krill farmers or whatever yeah, the, the, the krill farmers these people attack them they take their stuff they're they gonna attack, attack the krill farmers yeah they're gonna take okay. they're gonna take they take the krill they're gonna keep taking the krill so they send two farmers to search for these people and search for help or anybody. Search for help. They find the Mandalorian. The Mandalorian goes and finds Cardoon. They go and they teach the villagers how to defend themselves, and then they attack the bandits. It's a carbon copy of <laughs> Seven Samurai. <laughs> yeah, and don't forget that there's what I think is a love story between Din uh, and Omera. Yeah, uh, yeah. Which is, That's a is, good point. Uh, is that your fanship? Are you shipping them? Come on, you're shipping them. What what is uh, what is their couple name? Dinmera. All right. Um, (laughs) uh, There are two other major stories, though, uh, that really in Star Wars uh, that mirror Seven Samurai. Sam, you've got one, right? Yeah, it's uh, the Marvel Comics Star Wars number seven. This was uh, the first issue that came out after 
um, the movie released in 1977. Um, and the, and the kind of like log line of it is, is Han Solo leaves the rebellion to pay Jabba the Hutt. Um, he has his money stolen by a pirate and finds himself stranded on Aduba three, which is a, basically a planet. It's like a complete copy of Tatooine. Um, Han is enlisted by peasants to protect them from bandits. He assembles a cast of comic book characters, including the infamous Jackson, nice. the giant green space rabbit, mm-hmm. um, and an insane old man who thinks he's a Jedi, going by the name of Don Juan Quixote. Yeah, but it's not spelt the way that you heard it. Uh, it's D-O-N-W-A-N, kind of like Obi-Wan. Right. Right. And then Quixote is K-I-H-O-T-A-Y. So it's not Quixote like in... The Don, Don, Don Quixote. Quixote. Yeah. yeah. Um, but together they fight off the bandits and save the day Having for the peasants. Major deja vu right now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, the, and then Nate, you had yeah, one too, there's right? another one. It's the, the Clone Wars, the bounty hunters. I mean, it's Dave Filoni. Of course, he took from Kurosawa inspired stuff. He <laughs> loves I mean, Kurosawa. He does. Yeah. It seems like everybody in Star Wars, it's like a rite of passage. If you are going to work on Star Wars, you have to love Kurosawa. We, I remember walking through Lucasfilm with and Matt see, Martin yeah. and seeing uh, artwork from mm-hmm. Hidden Fortress and Seven oh, Samurai yeah. and Matt Martin saying, have you guys watched that yet? And we're like, no. And they're like, you need to watch that movie. Those <laughs> yeah, movies, you need to watch that. those movies. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> and this, this episode is about, I'm sure these Clone Wars diehard fans already know what I'm talking about Absolutely. but the Anakin, Obi-Wan, and Ahsoka crash land on a planet and are helped by villagers who are being protected by three bounty hunters against attacks of Hondo Anaka who is trying to steal Is this crops. our first? This is season two, right? I think this is our first... This is our first experience yeah. with Hondo Anaka. It is. Really? And don't we, don't we get Maul in this arc? At the no, end of this that's arc? no, that's, 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 yeah, that's another. Yeah, that's with Hondo, but it's So he's a arc. bad guy in this one. Yeah, okay. Hondo's a bad guy in this one. And in Seven Samurai, a major threat is that the bandits attacking the village have rifles while the samurai don't. And this is exactly what happens yeah. in this it, one. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, the bounty hunters uh the Hondo's crew have tanks that can overpower the Jedi. Exactly. So, oh, so yeah. they have the swords against tanks just like the Seven Samurai have swords against rifles and, right. and it's like this this uh commentary on like the uh it's kind of like the war don't... getting worse, you know, yeah. and and technology. Also like don't bring okay. a knife to a gunfight. Um <laughs> that's true too. <laughs> Yeah, there are some uh, other films that were influenced by Seven Samurai, and this is where it comes into you've seen this story right before. Yeah. Um, the Magnificent Seven. Yeah, I mean that was almost easy. a complete remake as a western. I mean, even Kurosawa said that his movies are easterns, so it makes sense that there would be a Heck, western. Even Seven. Yeah, well, exactly. it came out. Yeah, I came out just a few years after. Exactly. Right. Yeah, and it's everybody kind of associates that. But Sam, right. there's one that most people probably would never consider to be a, a steal of the Seven Samurai, um, but it is. When it, yeah, when you when it's explained, a bug's life. Okay. Um, you've got the 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 grasshoppers or whatever who come into these this, this to the, ants to the bug community. Right. They steal their food. And they leave, right? And this is like a, a, a yearly thing. And this happens all the time. Flick comes in with the band of misfits, you know, and they defend the, the colony from the invaders. And Flick even has a love story. Right. With <laughs> one of the people. It's like... Did you guys know this is, you know, this is... It may feel a little bit like deja vu here. Um, but the Matrix Revolutions. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I couldn't elaborate on that because you guys don't, don't even remember, remember this. <laughs> but I'll explain for you all you listeners out there that know the Matrix Revolutions. You have, you know, in Zion, you have Morpheus and Neo and Trinity bringing together this group. They're there to to basically liberate the Zion from the machines, the AI that keep ta- uh, attacking them over and over again. It's so much... A, Stolen, not stolen. Uh, let's just do it this way. The Wachowskis imitated. Uh, we're paying an homage ah. to Seven Samurai to such an extent that the head of Zion's armored personnel unit, the APU Corps, which is a really cool stuff uh, group in this and an awesome scene. He dies in this movie, which is sad. But spoilers. His, spoilers. Well, Listen, it's a 20-year-old movie, and you've already Not seen to it us, though. on TBS. <laughs> Captain Mifune is his name. This He's named after Toshiro Mifune, who's the star of Seven Samurai and the Hidden Fortress. We talked about him last yeah. week, General Makabe. And uh, he is Yojimbo as well. So Yeah, absolutely. So there's a, a lot um, of time on that. Um, for the dad moment this week... I am your father. There's a thread... 
that runs through each of these segments. Um, in what if we saw how Peter Parker um, simply chose to have hope that things could get better. Um, it was that hope that kept him calm in the face of super, zo- super zombie um, attacks. But it did more than that. It gave him courage to keep fighting against insurmountable odds. It's the same thing that fuels Neo in the Matrix. It's not enough to realize uh, that a, a world has been pulled over his eyes. And once he accepts that, he has uh, he has to have hope that things can change. And it's that hope that leads him to fight back. Uh, and the villagers in the Seven Samurai movies and all of the ones that stole from it, um, all the oppressed citizens in Star Wars, they have this in common, too. Let's not forget that the first words spoken by Princess Leia are directed to an old, wizened space samurai uh, when she says, help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi, you're my only hope. Leia never gave up hope. It fueled her and her tireless fight um, to restore the Republic and free its citizens. Hope gave Leia courage. It can do the same for us. So never give up Hmm. hope. All right. Anything else you guys want to talk about? Anything else? Yeah. Sony has finally announced a full remake of Knights of the Old Republic to be launched exclusively on PS5 and later released to other platforms, which is huge. I know a lot of people are really excited about that. Except the only problem is nobody can get a PS5. Um, except for me. Except for me. You're a wizard. You'll set up a bot. I'll set up an affiliate um, link and just, just do it real quick. We we do not. Let's be really scalp. clear. No, we, are we not do not scalpers. Scalp. He bought it for helped someone buy one using it that way. All right. <laughs> um, and uh, so Scarlett Johansson has actually asked, asked Disney for $100 million when they decided to release Black Widow on streaming at the same time as theaters. And they didn't grant that. And that's why there's a lawsuit happening. Do you really think that that's how much that she ex- she expected that's to make? That's just insane. After, I, yeah, I, In addition to what she was paid for the movie? Yeah, that's, that's just mm, – that's insane. And yeah. after hearing that with actors – I can't believe the rumor of how much Robert Pattinson is going to Which was is, how much again? Like three million. Oh my goodness. That's there's no way. <laughs> Did you guys see <laughs> um that Mark Hamill broke the internet? Yes. <laughs> by tweeting nothing more than his own name. I love it was, that. He was awesome. dared. So somebody said, um, I bet you you Mark Hamill could just tweet Mark Hamill and it would get like a eighty thousand uh hearts or right. likes or whatever. And he did it and, and it exploded. It, it like trended within minutes uh, it was crazy <laughs> i was watching it happen it was nuts um with that all right uh if you're a regular listener of the show uh, we asked you to stick around to the end um so we could get your help with something here's where that comes from uh, we would love some feedback from you um even if you've given us reviews go ahead and, and participate this way um it would help us uh, a lot we're trying to offer the most entertaining engaging conversation possible so if you will please just email us the answer this question again if you've already done this thank you so much um but if you haven't please uh, email the answer to this question what is your favorite podcast and why um and you can send it to feedback at tatooinesons.com again feedback at tatooinesons.com everyone who emails us will be entered into a drawing and one lucky winner will get a really uh did I say something weird? No, we got the church giggles. <laughs> okay. All right. We'll get a really fun Turbis shirt uh, from Designed by Humans. Please send us your email no later than the end of the month, September 30th, 2021. That email address, uh, once again, is feedback at tattooingsons.com. And if you could also please take a second to share this episode with all the nerds and the geeks in your life. I'm not sure what they're laughing at. Uh, the most significant way this show grows is when you tell others about it. All right. Can you guys, you yeah, guys finish the show? Yeah. Pull it together for the next yeah. 60 all right. seconds. Yeah, all right. Thank you so much uh, for listening to Tatooine Sons, a pop culture podcast. If you had a good time listening, it would be awesome if you could share this with your friends. And of course, this show is only a small part of the Tatooine Sons world. So be sure to like us on Facebook. Join our discussion group on Facebook and follow us on Twitter to get in on all the action. And keep up to date on everything we got going on at TatooineSons.com. Yeah, and don't forget to follow the show on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss our next episode. Uh, remember that if you drop us a review at podchaser.com slash Sons, we're going to make a donation in your honor to one child to help a child living in extreme poverty. All right, anything else you guys would like to say? May the force be with you. May the force be with you. May the force be with you, always. This party's over. I like that monkey. Don't get technical with me. 
Cookies. Yep, yep.